teachers are starting to embrace the idea of students not being, I'm sorry for this nasty word, but regurgitators, but having them become creators. Teachers are not know-alls and they don't have to get, a student doesn't have to have a book or a teacher to learn anymore, that they, um, teacher is again, more facilitator in finding those really good, robust primary resources or just those resources that are gonna help that student. Welcome, everybody, back to another exciting episode of the Undisrupted Podcast. Uh, Adam, it is summertime here in Texas and in Georgia. I'm sure you're feeling the heat right now. It's like 110, and we're recording this at 9 in the morning or 10 in the morning your time. Um, I always get into this debate with people, though, because we've been talking lately about some of the changes that schools need to make. And I know that in most other countries, there is uh, kind of this year-round philosophy. But here, you know, in the U.S., we can still have summers off. Where do you fall on that debate? Summers off or year-round? Well, you know, I've always been a fan of the balanced calendar. That's what they kind of call our calendar here in Georgia. Uh, we still have a summer, but we get like a, a week off uh, during every other month or something like that. Uh, we get like a, a week off in October, a uh, couple a week off in November, two weeks for December, a couple weeks in February. I'm a fan of that. But the two week you do have the two months during the summer, you do have that summer slide that 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 students get and what i'm seeing is we're always doing all this summer enrichment or summer remediation anyway so we need to really look at year round but this is to be a great opportunity to bring in that hybrid stuff you know we got really great experience with virtual learning digital learning during the pandemic why don't we leverage that and create a more year-round approach utilizing those resources. You know, that's where I think we can get our most bang for our buck for some of these school districts that are hesitant to really go with the virtual learning model. Utilize that during the summer and really be able to kind of stump the summer slide or really enrich or move students forward, kind of have a year-round approach. You know, that's kind of where I'm coming from on that. What about you? Yeah, you know, I know a lot of schools kept their devices or let their kids keep their devices over the summer. I don't know if you guys did that as well. We'll introduce our, our guest here in just a second um, to talk about that, too. But I think that's an opportunity. You're right. If there was something that they had already kind of designed, let's yeah. say just an eight week program that is a very asynchronous. You can go in and you can take care of certain little things, little prep stuff like I would love for my third going into fourth grader to have at least a starting on the right foot. Um, so we're doing some old school mix up, you know, they sent home these giant thick workbooks and they said, you should use these because guess what? We never use them during the school year, even though the school district paid for them. This probably sounds familiar, but we're going to send them home with you anyway, and then go ahead and use them or throw them away. We don't care. They're, they're consumable. So we're trying to use those here in the house and then mixing in some ed techie stuff, mostly math and reading. But um, yeah, I think, I think the slide is a, is an issue. I will say the counter to it, you know, for tech side is that, you know, you have time to get big projects done when you have that much time off. Oh, like gosh, yeah. Yeah, rewiring campuses and closets. But uh, let me bring in Kristen Kennedy here. She is the newly retired director of instructional Ooh. technology at Cobb County School District in Georgia, right down the road from me. I think in Marietta, right, Kristen? That's right. Mm -hmm. So retired life, you know, for all of this out there listening, they just can't wait. Is it as exciting as we think, or are you just bored out of your mind? How long have you been retired, first of all? Three weeks. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and you're already waiting. You're ready for another job, right? You're already looking for something. Not yet. Not yet. No, I've gone to the beach. I'm, after I get off the call with you, I'm going to go play pickleball. So, no, I'm filling my time. 
living your best life. Where, where, yep. where, where are you on that debate of the year round uh, versus summer? That was, that's interesting. Um, I like Adam's take on it and it really, it's ha- in Cobb County. I, I can speak to that. It's kind of, we are a balanced just like with Newton County. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a break um, in September or late September. We have the, the same kind of built-in breaks and um it's great for families who want to, that have the opportunity to go and have their kids go to other places and do other things. But we have a lot of kids that don't have that opportunity in our school district. And so our district will put in what they call quests during that time. And they hire teachers and they build in quests or camp time for them to explore and have fun, but then continue that momentum. And with, um, Uh, COVID, we have that funding now too. So this is our second year that we have summer Mm -hmm. quest. And so we have a lot of students. Last year, it was kind of that virtual um, concept, Adam, that you were talking about. And Carl, you were talking about this year, it is face to face, and it's just in the morning. It's not a whole day. And it's more of a quest and an exploration time. But then also just building in time for that practice reading. And I had the opportunity, you know, I taught um, school when my girls were growing up. So I had that summertime. So I could take them to Fernbake. I could take them. And we would have those little thick workbooks that we'd buy at whatever learning something. And it was a task, you know, sit down and do this. You have to do this before we can go to the pool. But um, I think that districts are being really creative now on ways that they can really build in um, learning. And it kind of is that hybrid approach too. They have face-to-face time and having that fellowship time because the kids really need it right now and the teachers do too but then there's also a lot of online opportunities that kids can take advantage of and they kind of gamify it as well you know here's my um my little pet peeve about all the summer enrichment stuff the fact that summer stuff is fun and when yes. the school year start, it goes to boring. Like, you know, my, the kids are always like, oh, my gosh, I love all this stuff during the summer. I mean, we're, we're so creative with our summer programs and there's no set English time, reading time, math time. It's all cross curricular, yeah. all these fun hands on activities we do during the summer. And then we're like, OK, school started. Let's put all this fun stuff away and do regular school. It just it just irks me to the umpteenth degree. That yeah. is what we do. Amen. I am. That's what I've been trying to do for the last how many years I've been in Cobb is trying to transform that. So it, it makes sense. And it's kind of, to your point, your, your, your big mission as well as mine is that future ready and getting the kids to understand what life is like and how can they, what they learn, how they can apply it. Yeah, I think maybe we need to change the name of school because when you call it a quest or a camp, it sounds more exciting. So, yes. Hey, kids, get ready. We're going to camp today. Really? I thought we we're going to school. No, we're going to camp. <laughs> and a lot of teachers do that already, but yeah. it's it's um, they're just pockets of innovation and it yeah. needs to be more widespread. That's the name of my uh, my my heavy metal band is going to be called the Pockets of Innovation because I hear that so much. <laughs> We're Pockets of Innovation. We're here to rock today. <laughs> yeah, that's it's. Uh, I think that's part of the problem, uh, and I think you know we can have leadership that tries to push it forward, but it has to come from the the ground up, and the principals yes. have to be supportive of it. And I mean, as much as we, the three of us, want to kind of push that forward in our districts that we work with, but it still comes down to that leadership component. Yep. 
So, you know, we, we talked about the, the summer slide, but let's talk about the uh, workplace slide that happens with the transition of people leaving the workspace. You know, there's always a, a subtraction, um, you know, people say, you know, addition by subtraction, hopefully that's not necessarily the case with you. But, um, you know, we, we have people that leave and then we have this void that's there. And what. So in your space, what were you able to do or have you been able to kind of prepare your district to fill the enormous shoes that you're not a big feet or anything? But um, figuratively, the impact that you've been able to have in your system, like what have you been able to do to kind of prepare your department, your, the, the staff for filling and taking what you've done and moving it forward? Well, I really believe strongly in shared vision. And um, so the team that I have worked with, 27 amazing individuals, I really have built in a lot of leadership roles for them. So um, really having them take ownership as well and having that purpose and then being able to share and spread that vision with others. So our team really has deep, strong roots in a lot of different departments and divisions in our district and really have strong relationships that I think that will continue. Mm -hmm. And then also I have really worked intently with principals who and district leaders who wanted to come. So we kind of had our own PLN um, time over the last seven years. The last two years have been disrupted, but uh, um but really deep roots in talking about the why, talking about the purpose. To your point, Carl, earlier, it's just really getting the the principles need to see it too. It's not just something that has to be a check the box. It has to be in their hearts and their minds of what they want their kids to be able to do. And um, long term, if it's kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade, we should be kind of having that shared idea and that shared vision. So I feel like we I've really worked hard with different district leaders as well as school leaders to really um, build that capacity as well. And I, I see that shared vision. I mean, the last time we saw you was at DLAC, I believe in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, Guys, this is a leader who talks the talk and walks the walk. I was sitting, we were out, uh, there's a little lobby area, there's some couches, and you were surrounded by your team. And I will just say, I felt you were, you were surrounded with love and joy. And actually, Joy was there because she's someone on your yes. team. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> bring the joy. The greatest love. fan. Hashtag bring the joy. But I, yes. I that doesn't happen just uh, out of coincidence. Uh, what did you do or how did you create a culture with your team of, of that kind of shared vision, that contentness? I mean, was there purposeful things you did? Are there activities that you did with this team? Um, like, how did you how did you build that over the years? So one thing is that I had the position that they had before I became the director. Uh-huh. And okay. so I really have empathy and um, always felt that search, sense of urgency to support them. And um, I never felt of, that I was their boss. I was their partner. And we had really strong partnerships and we really talked things through and really educated ourselves. And, you know, John Gordon has the, the one word. And so when I took that position, my word was intention, you know, do everything with intention and um, really stay focused. So we did, when I first became director, we had a boot camp and, um, you probably, if you asked any of my team members that are still on the team, they would be like, that was intense. And I'm like, right, that's what boot camps are. They're intense. But we really focused on the why and who we are, not 
what you are or what I am, but who we are. So I'm very in inclusive. I really um, want to make sure that I'm building capacity with other people's and by building capacity, it helps, it builds my capacity too, because um, I know a little bit about a lot of things, but then I try to put around, put people around me that are really, really good in certain areas. And then together, all of us together really make a strong bond. So I just, I think mutual respect, building capacity and, and building um, intentionality, laughing a lot and that nobody's perfect. Nobody knows everything. And I think we all are passionate teachers as well. And so we really thrived on the passion. Oh, awesome. So, so let me ask you this, because apparently you started doing this when you were like 10. So you're retiring. Yeah, I, know. I still can't believe she's retiring. Like that. told us that the I other know. day. I was like, no way. So, so in, in this role, uh, and this is me. Now, you can totally disagree with me on this, but I always say to be a leader, there's a certain level of hubris you have to have, you know, the, 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 to have the audacity to think that you can handle managing people and, and all this stuff that goes along with it. And so with, with that being said, on the back end, the, the part that we don't, the quiet part that we don't say aloud, we want to have some kind of legacy. You know, we, when you leave a space, there's something that you want to stick your flag in, uh, you know, your Iwo Jima moment, whatever, you stuck your flag and say, okay, I did that. Um, you know, not that that's what, that's what guides us, but when we look back at it. So what can you say looking back on your career, what, what's been something that you're most proud of, something that you've said, you know, they're going to remember me by this. So again, three weeks in, and this is the first time that someone's asked me that question. I think my first gut feeling um, that just popped in my mind was that yesterday I, I was talking to a teacher who participated in summer professional learning that the instructional technique team is doing. <clears throat> and one of the um, participants said, where's Kristen? How's Kristen? What is she doing? I mean, oh. I, I want people to remember that I loved being in the classroom, that I loved working with kids, and I loved working with people and um, getting them excited about ways to um, teach and transform and get excited about learning. So it made me feel really good when my friend was like, they were, they remember you, they miss you. They want to know where, what you're doing now. And so I feel like, um, just those relationships and really getting other people to look at different perspectives and taking risks and seeing how kids thrive from that and how teachers thrive and how principals thrive and not doing the same thing going again. I always circle back Carl to that school versus learning, you know, yeah. the, we're learning and that learning doesn't have to be just a rote thing like, okay, now we're doing math. Now we're doing this, um, that people are lifelong learners. So hopefully my um, legacy, I guess, I've never, never thought about that before is that people are really passionate about learning and, and making the world a better place than leaving it better than where they found it. Yeah. How about that? That yeah. leadership and that modeling that you do in terms of being present in the classrooms and within the training sessions and not just like someone who sits behind a desk in an ivory tower kind of sending off messages. I think that's a huge part of why 
you know, those teachers are still reaching out to you. You just said yesterday and I'm thinking you've been retired for three weeks, but they're still reaching out to you. And I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been retired since 2019 retired. I say with air quotes, I never retired. <laughs> but, um, same thing. I, and I still, that, that warms my heart too. When I hear, when people reach out to me and say, Hey, can you just help me with this little thing? And my wife's like, you don't work there anymore. I was like, yeah, but I still care about those people and I care about the learning that takes place. Yep. Yeah. yeah I had one of those moments, uh, this past Friday, uh, we had music in our local park. It was the Michael Jackson, uh, legends group performing and it was this retired teacher actually came up to me and she like, gave me this huge hug and she was like oh my gosh adam thank you so much all the tech stuff that you you taught me over all those years i'm still using that um she's like, i'm helping out my grandkids and um now i'm doing some consulting stuff and i'm still using all that technology stuff so thank you so much it's like oh you know yes it's, it's yeah. that feeling you're like oh could you kind of lose it when you're not in the classroom anymore that feeling of the student coming back to you saying you know thank you wise master you've taught me yes. well you know so <laughs> when the adults come to you and do it it's like oh yay i made a difference yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's i mean the pay is is nice but it's not great and it's you, that's i feel like that was what makes the difference up in these jobs especially when you're talking about education but you've been you've been in the field for a while um you've seen a lot of changes over your tenure when it comes to technology when it comes to edu- you know education um so i'm going to ask you kind of a couple a two-part question the first one is what is something that you've seen during your tenure in education that you feel like made the greatest impact on learning uh, when it comes to technology? And then secondly, what do you see as the biggest challenge in our system moving forward? So I think, um, and just for the audience, I don't know these questions before they ask, so I have no, to take, no, no, take no. a minute to pause no, and we're think. Just, we're throwing these at you. Yeah. Yes, but um, again, just immediate thoughts is that Teachers are starting to embrace the idea of students not being, I'm sorry for this nasty word, but regurgitators, but having them become creators Mm -hmm. and that they can, teachers are not know-alls and they don't have to get, a student doesn't have to have a book or a teacher to learn anymore, that they, um, teacher is again, more facilitator and finding those really good, robust primary resources or just those resources that are going to help that student um, learn. And of course, the teacher always needs to be there, but it doesn't need to be whole group. Let me profess this information that the teacher now can be more of kind of like a doctor and kind of listen, you know, take the pulse and then in a smaller group, start really kind of tweaking, but then kind of as orchestra conductor, okay, everyone, now that we have this information, now we're going to do, you know, such and such. So I really, um, really love how technology can leverage that, that um, teachers can be in more than one place at one time. And um, if they work smarter and work Mm -hmm. harder in the beginning and work collaboratively uh, with other people and finding those resources. So to answer your question in the beginning, I think that um, the change of technology has really enhanced how teachers can really use the different resources that some students can go here to get this and some students can go there to get the, and these students need to spend some time with me before they go here or there. Um, and then the challenge I think still is um not everyone understanding the big picture and just mm. wanting to check boxes mm-hmm. and not sitting sitting down and taking the time to listen and um, taking in everyone's perspective and um, trying to, to compromise and 
change in work and learning takes time. It's not something that you can do with a check of a box. Um, it is a project. It is a journey. It takes time. Yeah. And I think when so, we have that, yeah, we have this short amount of time frame with people sometimes too, and our attention spans are less and less with TikTok dances and Adam's fan <laughs> right. account. And yeah, just, I think it becomes, yeah, it becomes harder and harder, I think, to, to have that time to listen and, and kind of reflect. Um, yeah, that's great. So let me ask you this now. Uh, once again, you, you've already said it's only been three weeks uh, that you've gone through this process. But I, I know um, as I've changed positions before going to different districts or uh, different areas, uh, there's always something that I hate that I'm not going to be a part of when I leave. Yes. Or, yeah. you know, or we started this thing and then I left and like, oh, I'm not going to see it all the way through. Okay. So is there something that you're kind of thinking like, oh, man, I. I kind of wish I was still in the district to see this through or, oh, we're getting ready to do this thing and I'm not going to be a part of it. Is there something that's on your mind? In that a area? lot, a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's when I put my letter in, it's, I, when I did that, I immediately regretted it because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be part of this and I'm not going to be part of that. And one thing that I have been you know, a strong advocate for, it's not just one-to-one -one for every child having to have technology, but one thing that's really exciting is this past year, the... Um, because of the pandemic, I guess it, it, it accelerated. Uh, all middle school students and all high school students in Cobb now have a device if their parent wants them to. Mm -hmm. And just really seeing the change in dynamic of teachers and they have all this skill and they've been so thirsty, like, I wish I had the technology, but I can't. I have to go to the computer lab and the computer lab's booked now because we have to do testing. And so just seeing that dynamic this past year has been really exciting walking in the classrooms. And then another thing that really I'm really missing is that it's now going into elementary. They're not being able to take them home, but every student will have a device in the classroom at all times. And I'm mm -hmm. strongly advocating kids don't need to be on devices all day long, but at the same time, they have that resource now when they need it. And so I'm going to miss, you know, seeing that in action. And hopefully, you know, my, my team is my family. So I know that they're going to keep in touch with me and I um, will see a lot of the things in action, but I do uh, miss that. And also we had a really great um, conference last week that I um, didn't attend just because of choices, but it was a big payoff for all the things that we've been doing all year with leaders and with students and with teachers. I wasn't there too, but again, I was stalking them on, on Twitter and it was really great. We had <laughs> students who were part of the keynote. Um, we had student showcases as well as teachers presenting and building their professional learning. And so the nice thing is, is with Twitter and with other things, we st I still can celebrate successes. Mm -hmm. yeah. watch watch from afar i do love that yes. while you're describing that you said advocating so you're still t you're still talking in present tense um, yes even though it's past tense in terms of the position but i feel like you're still actively involved in it um I'll, I'll flip the question around and ask you that was something you missed so what is something that you definitely will not miss anymore about being in this politics yeah. <laughs> politics yes <laughs> Everybody out there listening, because this is like the number one reason why people are leaving education too. Politics, yeah. yep. Yeah, the parents, the the the, the politics in between departments and. Between it's not even the parents, really. 
Really? So is it no. more that with it- me because the kid, the parents love the kids being the creators and the collaborators and stuff. They are like, give us more. No, I think it's just more upper level politics. Yeah, inner office politics. That's definitely uh-huh. a tricky thing. The Game of Thrones of um, yes. of school districts. And I didn't get it, you know, earlier, Adam, you were talking about, okay, so you have this job and now you're the leader. Like I was, I did not, I guess that's part of the reason why it works too, as I didn't seek out this position. My former boss said, you will apply, you will go through the interview process. And I never thought of this, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And so I think it's good leaders are people who are not seeking out for the leadership job it's more of that they're passionate about a a certain um vision or goal and someone a mentor sees you to see okay i think if you're in this place and gives you strengths and gives you builds the capacity in you and then you continue that momentum does that make sense that does make yeah i mean i I, so i'm not a political person i don't care what my title what like but there are other people that do and that's Mm -hmm. that's the negative side like right yeah, because I think Carl and I, we've had conversations before about sometimes, which is sad, the sad part about our jobs at times when you're really good at what you do, um, when you're getting this groundswell of movement going, there's always some people who get jealous of getting their feelings right. some kind of way. They, they're like, oh, well, why is Carl getting this? Why is this happening over there with Adam? You know, why, you know, why is, why is Kristen doing all- and it's not even about that. Ultimately, right. we all are trying to do this because this was best for the boys and girls and that we get the privilege to support in our school systems. But at times, it, you know, people's ego gets in the way and then that does kind of hinder the process um, of, of the movement, which is unfortunate um, in a lot of cases that that happens. If we can get that out of it. Yeah. But, you know, if we can get that out of a lot of stuff, we be a lot, we'd get a lot more done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so let me ask you this. Uh, we, we always ask our, our guests, um, you know, what do they do to stay um, undisrupted? So let me ask you this, because retirement, this seems like a great disruptor. So how, how do you see retirement and, and all this keeping you undisrupted? So I didn't do my homework, so I'm trying to think, what does he mean about undisrupted? (laughs) (laughs) Usually it's in reference to like a school district. We're always like, hey, so next year you have always problems and things you have to encounter. And how do you keep from keeping things, you know, you know, shaking up or undisrupted? You know, because there's all the politics and then the devices and all this stuff. You don't have to deal with any of that anymore. How do you keep retirement from like clouding your cloudy yeah, you, so you get to go on your back deck and, and enjoy some coffee um some irish coffee and, and, and you know feed the birds and you know <laughs> yep yeah well you can see my bird feeder behind me <laughs> um so i that's really funny because you know this is the, actually the start of the third week and so the last two weeks is kind of like kristen what are you going to do next what are you going to do next <laughs> and i mean again yesterday i was sitting there talking to my friend i'm like well the nice thing is is that the, the feeder school into my neighborhood, which is a different school district. Um, I'm in the city of Cobb. So the Marietta city, I was like, I'm really good friends with her. So I actually can go down there and hang out with her kids at any time. And she doesn't have to worry about paying me. She doesn't have to worry about allotments. Like I know that I'm, I'm going to still, I, I miss the classroom and I can see that there, the politics is not as bad down there. So um, undisrupted, I feel like, leaning in, 
keeping myself abreast of things. If people have questions, like you just sent me an email just last week, like, Hey, let's connect. I'm like, okay, let's connect. Let's, what is next? Like, um, so I know that I'm not done. I'm not retired. I'm just ready for the next chapter, but I know that I'm very passionate about students and, and teachers and, um, you know, happy teachers or happy students. And I really feel a passion for teachers right now and, and trying to figure out how we can support them. So I don't think I answered your question, but that's what, that's what's heavy on my heart right now is that what can I do? And I don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, I have to make this paycheck. It's like, I have it, uh, you know, paycheck's great, but I have a passion that I want to make happen. I think you just came up with the title of your book. It's Happy Teachers Make Happy Students. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I did listen, actually, that's funny that um, and you can cut this part out. But yesterday I was like, let me listen to one of the podcasts. And one of the conversations that you started with was, do you write a book or do you get a doctorate? Yeah. And so um, Carl just answered my question. I'm going to write a book. I'm not getting in my doctorate. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want to see it and I'll be happy to read it. So, um, well, thank you, Kristen. This is Kristen Kennedy. She's the newly retired director of instructional technology from Cobb County School District in Georgia. Thank you for joining us. And for the listeners out there, be sure to subscribe and give us a review. We'd appreciate it. We might even give you a shout out on a future show. This has been the Undisrupted Podcast brought to you by Future Ready Schools. He's Adam. And you can follow him at Ask Adam Three, and he's Carl. And you can follow him at Mr. Hooker. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are better together, and we are better undisrupted. undisrupted.